0: We just uh, sang that song, and there is a point to that song. Like, obviously, it's singing about love, 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 love. But there is a point to the song other than just love. What is it? What's that? Unity for sure. Love brings about unity within the body of Christ. We all end up on the same page when we love each other. And Christians walking arm in arm with smiles on their faces because they love each other is a very good thing. And in fact, it does something. Like, love creates not only unity within the body of Christ, but then there is another result that gets produced from the body of Christ being loving with one another. And the song saying specifically about that. What is it? Indeed, others will know that we are Christians. Now that's actually a very biblical concept. It comes right out of John chapter 13, where Jesus says this. He says, A new command I give you, love one another. As it turns out, it wasn't an entirely new command. The Old Testament had talked about loving one another. And Jesus had already been talking to them about loving one another. So it's not an entirely new command when he says it. But what's new about it is the way in which he talks about this command. He says, a new command I give you, love one another. And then he says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And there's something about the love that Jesus has for his followers, as he's dealing with them there in the first century. But then also, of course, as, as we ourselves are loved by Jesus. There's something special about us. Jesus loves us. And he loves us in a unique, wonderful way. And he says, if you love each other the way that I love you, something very specific is going to happen. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's very interesting. Like a, a question for somebody who didn't understand anything about Christianity, just didn't know, like you might ask the question, why is that at all important? So they see you loving somebody else. Like if the world looks at you and says... Boy, that Curtis, he sure is a loving guy. What's the importance of that? Is it just so that we can think that Curtis is a nice guy? Like this text says that it's just not a matter of us thinking highly of Curtis or highly of Trevor if they happen to be loving individuals. That's a good thing, but that's not really the point. The point is... In loving one another, the world will recognize that we are his disciples, that we are his followers. Now, I think that what just happened there is that Jesus took love away from just being an emotion, he took love away from just being a positive quality. He even took love away from just being a fruit of the Spirit. What love just did was it began to work something in our world. Now somebody a while ago, not as far back as Jesus, wrote a song and the song went kind of like, all we need is love. And then the crowd went, da-da-da-da. All we need is love. All we need is love. Love. All we need is love. (laughs) I knew you'd blow it. Now, love is indeed, there is a sense in which this is exactly right. There's a sense in which I hate to say this, the Beatles got it right. There's a sense in which John Lennon was right, that all we need is love. But I think love needs to be defined in a certain way, like we can't just have any old love. Jesus specifically says that the love that's going to be significant, the powerful kind of love, this transcending, significant, powerful, world-changing love is a love that's present within his disciples. And the world sees that they're his disciples. And because they love each other like that, the world stands back and they don't just say, Curtis is a nice guy. They say, wow, this could change our world. And indeed it could. We know that because the love that Jesus showed to the world through His example was world-changing. It changed everything. There is nothing that remained the same by the time Jesus got done. When Christ was done loving the world, which for Him, of course, meant suffering, We talked about that in class this morning, the intensity of the suffering that was Christ's. When he got done loving, the world was transformed and it has never been the same since. So we talk, and rightfully so, about the notion of reaching into our world with the good news of Jesus. We talk about reaching out. Um, We've been going through... Six areas of life change that Tom Rainer talks about as being so significant for our growth. That if we as individuals want to grow, these are six things, if we focus on these, real growth can take place. And the one for this morning is this notion of reaching into the world. But reaching into the world is not just this uh, instruction to be carried out when we hear go into all the world and preach the good news, it's not just an instruction to be carried out. What it is, I think at its core, is love to be lived before the people around us. And when love is lived out among the people around us, something transforming takes place and we say things like, I'm changed. I'm different. Happens all the time. Somebody goes into some experience that they didn't anticipate, maybe even, that this was going to be life-changing, but it ends up being a life-changing event. And so often, the life-changing event involves pouring yourself into something and loving others in such a significant way that because you've loved others, this life change takes place both in them and you. And for people who are standing by and they watch the event, they see love expressed and it transforms them. And sometimes without even saying a word about Jesus, the good news goes out because love was in this event that we seized, of which we took advantage and God used it to do something significant. Now, This summer we have some people who are going to be doing just exactly that. We have some young people who are going on a "Let's Start Talking" trip to Estonia. We've talked about them recently. Peter got up last week and talked about the fundraising that's gone on, and I'm excited about it. I think that something wonderful is going to take place. I think that there are going to be lives changed. And if these young people are thinking to themselves, because we love the world, we're going to do something significant by going to another part of the world and their share Jesus. Love in and amongst them as they love each other and going, but then just as they go as a loving group of people to serve in some part of the world means that there's going to be transformation that takes place. People will see that love and they will be changed. This morning we have the privilege of having somebody who's not necessarily on our team but who works closely with LST here today, and many of you knew him because know him because he grew up in our church family, and that's Ryan Bean. Ryan's got a great story, which I really just heard this morning. It's a story about a guy who grew up in this church, went to the University of Calgary, got a degree in business, finished with that degree and kind of said to himself, now what do I do? Worked for a while. And then the long and short of the story is, He decided that he loved the world so much that he wanted to do something specific with his life in order to impact the world. And so he now serves with Let's Start Talking as a full-time staff member in order to make it possible, specifically his role has to do with university students, but there are other people working in other capacities in LST, to try and promote the notion of people going on short-term mission trips in order to share the love of Christ Jesus with the world. And because Ryan was here and we had this opportunity and we were talking about reaching into the world, I thought we should hear something today from Ryan Bean. Ryan?
1: Okay. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to share with you for a few minutes today to... All my old friends and the familiar faces in the crowd, it's always really good to see you, and everybody's starting to tell me that I sound different, um, so I'm kind of working on a Canadian, Southern California, and Texas accent all combined into one, so that's my burden to bear, but I promise I'm still a, a good Calgary boy, and uh, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name's Ryan, I work with the Let's Start Talking Ministry, and uh, I grew up in this church, as Kelly said, I lived here for most of my life. Uh, my parents have been members here since 1966, I think, so a long time. Uh, and this church really nurtured my faith and had a, a huge role, a monumental role, in leading me to Christ. And so uh, in my heart, you know, this is always my home church. And for that reason, uh, just on a personal level, it means so much to me just to see the way that you've supported Let's Start Talking uh, many of you supported the mission trip that Katie and I did in Bangkok, Thailand back in 2008. Uh, and we just really appreciate that. And many of you continue to make regular contributions to the LST ministry when we send out letters uh, asking for your donations. And so just wholeheartedly, uh, I really want to thank you for that, for believing in LST, for believing in the work that we do as a ministry, for believing in the work that I do. Uh, that means a lot. Uh, you have a fantastic team going to Estonia this summer. I spent the weekend in Medicine Hat uh, with the team that the Roberts have put together, with Peter and Chelsea and Stephanie and Everett and Dana, along with a team from Western Christian College that's actually going to Gambia in Africa on Tuesday. And so we spent the weekend training together. Uh, we had a lot of fun, but I was really encouraged by your team, by your group, and I left the weekend just feeling like, wow, this is a really solid team. Um, I know Peter's done an awesome job of telling you about LST, what it's all about, uh, and you guys have really rallied behind this team, uh, and so we appreciate that. You know, it really, it takes a lot of vision, and it takes a lot of leadership to make something like this happen, to make going to Estonia in the summertime happened. And so, honestly, um, it's an answer to my prayer and an answer to prayer of people in the LST office to see the vision that Peter has for LST and for the youth here in the congregation, to see uh, what's possible and the tremendous value there is in taking people on mission trips. I recently read uh, a study that came out of Abilene Christian University, and it kind of ties into what... Kelly was talking about uh, from the simple church study that you guys are doing, um, and kind of positioning yourself for growth. So a bunch of smart guys from ACU so got together and asking themselves the question: What is it in adult people's lives? What are some contributing factors in their life uh, that helped them to continue to be a Christian in their adult years beyond their teen years? Helped them grow in their faith. Uh, and, and still be a Christian after high school, because really is a lot of people after high school they are not Christians anymore. So they got out there, and they surveyed thousands of people, cross-section of people, and I know they got a lot of different answers. Uh, but guess what the number one contributing factor was for people continuing to be growing Christians after their teenage years? The number one factor was a summer mission trip experience. And people said over and over again that, Some kind of summer mission trip experience was the biggest moment that that led to me continuing to be a Christian beyond my teen years. So uh, it's just awesome that Peter has a vision for the youth here in that. I really want to echo his thoughts and, and Kelly's thoughts and just assure you that your team is going to touch lives in a very profound way in Estonia this summer. The work that they will do in the city of Tartu, absolutely 100% will make a difference for the kingdom of God. It will make a difference in people's lives and it will change people's lives. The thing that I love about LST that I know you love about it is that really when you break it down, it's all about relationships and it's all about transformed lives. And the Calgary team and their project is going to get to know people in Estonia on a personal level so well. They'll get to know them and form authentic relationships, genuine friendships, and through that have an opportunity to have some meaningful conversations about faith and about life every day. And so it goes beyond talking about things like the weather and sports and travel, but uh, talking about the big things in life. And so um, they will truly make an impact in people's lives in Estonia. One of the best parts of my job is spending time with young people when they come back from their mission trip experience, and seeing this look in their eyes uh, that as they share their stories, as they talk about the people they met and the friendships they made and the conversations they have, there's this undeniable look in their eyes that God has used them in a very profound way and that he has uh, given them an experience that is going to shape the rest of their life. And I see that over and over again week after week in the summer as people come back from their mission trips. And so I'm eager for you to see that kind of transformation in the Estonia team that you're sending out. Uh, We can all look back on what I call spiritual milestones in our life and and kind of in hindsight say, um, that's a milestone for my spiritual life. That's a milestone for my spiritual life. And we have these significant holy moments that, that shape our faith. Uh, for me, it was deciding to go to Zambia, and some of you have heard me talk about that before, and, and how that nurtured my faith and, and kind of sent me uh, on an adventure. And Peter would tell you that it was his first LST trip to Estonia uh, that led him into ministry. And now it's cool to see how he's taking uh, a team back there after doing it himself. And so uh, I'm excited to see how Dana and Everett and Stephanie will be impacted, and what's in store for them in the future because of this trip. But equally important is the transformation that happens in the lives of the people that LST serves. And so uh, it's not just about us, but about the people that we're serving. And I want to share a quick story with you that illustrates just the the impact that one LST worker can have. Uh, This is an email that we received in our office from a guy named David. We don't always get to hear stories like that. We've literally worked with thousands and thousands of people all over the world and sometimes we get to hear what happens to them years later and, and sometimes we have no idea. Uh, but in this case, we got to hear this story. David's a youth minister in Tennessee now. He did LST in Ukraine back in 1995 and he says, I just filled out an application from one of our former teens who's planning on traveling to Brazil this summer. We've talked a lot about it and..." He had no idea that my trip to Ukraine, that I talk about so much, was associated with LST. And his actual response was, Wow, I didn't realize they had LST way back then. And he says, Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, that hurts. Uh, anyhow, neat story. I was speaking somewhere and saw a brochure with a very familiar face and asked someone at the church who it was. And they told me that they sponsor a church in Ukraine. And I said, I know this guy in this brochure. His name's Kostya. And he was one of my LST readers in 1995. He was not baptized that year, but the missionary wrote me five years later to tell me that he had become a Christian after five LST visits. And I went on to explain how he and I sat at the base of the statue of Lenin in the square, and he asked me in very broken English, My grandmother say to me that this man is God, but I have been to Lenin's tomb, and he is still there. You tell me that Jesus is not in his tomb. I must to know more about this Jesus. And David says, I shared how that conversation changed me forever and how frustrated I was that he was not ready to make a decision before I left. But the response from the person I was talking to said, well, Kosti is now the preacher of the church in Ukraine. And Kosti and I have now connected on Facebook and we've talked. And David says, awesome. Uh, he closes by saying, I thought you'd get a kick out of that story. I have Kostya's picture on the door to my office. I also have a picture of he and I reading in 1995. This is funny. He wore a beavis and butthead shirt every day to impress me with his knowledge of American culture. (laughs) And he was not aware that deodorant was also a part of American culture. Um, He's kidding. But he ends with saying, what a reminder of the God who waters the seeds that we plant. And David never dreamed that Kasia would not only become a Christian, but would actually go on to be the preacher of the very church that hosted him in 1995. And that's an amazing story. And It's not to say that every person that LST works with becomes the preacher of that church, but that there are so many people out there searching uh, and 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 that want to know more and that God can put us in their life and give us an opportunity simply to plant seeds. Uh, And it's really him that does the work. And that's the amazing and and the very mysterious thing about God is that he can change the most unlikely people uh, and that we believe with all our heart he does it through his word and the power of his word. After 30 years of sending people out uh, to countries all over the world, just really to simply sit down one-on-one with a friend and read the Gospel of Luke together, else he has story after story after story, just like this one that I read to you about Kostya. And we see over and over again that when a person just encounters Jesus, when they, when they get to know him, when they're presented with him, something powerful grabs a hold of them. Something captures their heart, and something begins to work in their life and, and begins to change them. And it's really amazing how God has blessed LST just very organically from one. my The people that started it were missionaries in Germany, and then they were professors in Oklahoma for a while, and they took one team to Germany in 1980. And now 30 years later, after churches telling other churches about it, uh, we've been to 65 different countries all over the world, worked with hundreds of churches around the world that have hosted teams, and have just tons of church across Canada and America sending teams out. And my boss would say, when I took that one team of college students back in 1980, I had no clue that any of this was going to happen. But to him, who was able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Uh, so this year, the Calvary team joins about 500 people from churches all over North America that are going to South America, to Europe, to Asia, to countries in Africa. And those 500 people will be serving people in need and meeting felt needs in their life, but also sharing the hope that we all have in Jesus Christ. And you are a part of this effort, and I want you to feel that you're a part of this effort. And leave you with the challenge. Uh, If this excites you, if if you uh, are motivated by this, I want you to know that LST is not just for university-age students, Uh, we have people of all ages going on projects. And, in fact, we have twice as many people from churches going on projects as as from universities. I work mostly with university students, but we have twice as many people from churches going on projects. Uh, And it's everything from high school-age teenagers uh, doing young friends to young couples, families with children, all the way up to retired seniors who just want to get out there and serve Uh, And I know that the Roberts have also talked to you about friend speak. If you're not in a position to travel overseas, and there's lots of reasons people can't go overseas, uh, you can do friend speak right here in Calgary, and it's just the exact same thing as LST, only meeting with international people that are right here, our neighbors, the people that we work with and go to school with and see at the mall and whatever, you can... Do LST right here in your community. My wife, Katie, her 78-year-old grandma did Friendspeak and loved it. And she said, I had conversations that I've been waiting to have my whole life. And it was amazing to finally have a tool to have those kinds of faith conversations. So if Mildred Jones can do it, then you can too, I promise you. Um, Basically, if you're a Christian and you can speak English, you can be involved in LST some way. Uh, if you get involved, it's something that really can shape your life, and as we see over and over again, it breathes life into churches uh, as we have an opportunity just to talk to people about our faith. It's pretty simple, so uh, I want to thank you again for supporting LST, for supporting Peter and Chelsea and the peter and <laughs> Peter and Chelsea and the team that they've put together and Uh, I'm just really excited for their project that's coming up in July in Estonian. I know you are too. We're really thrilled as a ministry to partner with this church. Uh, And again, on a personal level, it it means a lot to have this church involved too. So thank you and God bless. Um,
0: Can you sense the passion that Ryan has for LST and for the the uh, the ministry that goes on there, taking Christ to people in the third world. That passion is indeed there. Now, here's what's really cool. There used to be, Ryan, on the other side of that wall, a photograph. Now we just did some renovation work, and we did some changing to that room, and so that photograph isn't there. I went and looked for it this morning and couldn't find it. But I happen to know that the photograph is a picture of a bunch of teenagers, including... One young Ryan Bean, he's still young, but he was younger, and he was in a photograph with a bunch of other teenagers, and they were in Mexico doing a mission trip through this church. Now, if there's anything that we would like to see happen in our church family is for our young people, as they move from teenagers into their young adult years, be excited about Jesus be excited about taking Christ into the world around them. And I think it's marvelous, it's telling, it's significant that Ryan went on a summer mission trip back in whatever year that was, to Mexico with John Close, and now he's leading an organization that sends hundreds of teenagers on summer mission trips around the world. And he grew up in this church, we have a young adult who's doing just exactly what we would all love for all of our young adults to be doing. Like, praise the Lord. Like, isn't that wonderful? Like, it's just so neat to see that happening in his life and and what happens when we, as a church, decide that these are our priorities. These are the kind of things that we want to do. These are the kind of things that we want our young people to do. And it it just, like there's a perpetual kind of thing going on there, a process that's moving us forward, taking the gospel to the world, but then changing us as well and making us the people that God wants us to be. And I I just wanted Ryan to share that this morning, not only because he's so passionate about it and obviously has something to say about this wonderful ministry, but just so that we could see what God is doing when it comes to, the, to the, the blessing of being able to talk to others about Jesus. Praise the Lord. Ryan, thank you very much. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I do pray this morning that you'll be with the team that's preparing to go to Estonia this summer. I pray that you would bless them in every way, that they would be representatives of you and the, the love that they have for each other and for those with whom they're speaking will be transported and, and transferred to those people who watch them love. And that they'll recognize that these people are disciples of yours. And that they'll be changed because see, they see the love and the outreach in their hearts. Outreach toward a lost and dying world. Father, I pray just as much that you would continue to raise up among us young adults who move from what it means to be a teenager at 15 or 16 or 17 to be young adults who love you, who want to serve you, who want to give their lives in such a way that they make a difference in our world. And so I praise you, God, for young adults who are making those kinds of decisions. I thank you for Ryan and his ministry, and I pray you continue to bless him. Thank you for the privilege of having him grow up here and become the person that you want him to be. And God, wherever opportunities are there for us, open our eyes to see fields that are white unto harvest. Help us to seize those opportunities. And Father, help us with the love that you plant in our hearts to display you before our world in such a way that they say, oh, these people must be disciples of Jesus. Father, we pray that you would make us disciples of yours in that way. We just praise you that we can become that. Thank you for sending your spirit to work in our hearts that we can become that before you. Thank you for making us a church family where these kind of things take place. We praise you and give you glory this morning through Christ. Amen. Let's stand and sing.